This garbage organization once again is having problems from within. They can't even sign their own prospects. Let's talk about it. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked On Coyotes. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account and use the code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. I am Robin Leonio. That is Matthew Jacobson right beside me on this wonderful episode on this wonderful Thursday as we talk a lot more about Arizona Coyotes hockey. Because guess what, Matthew? The Coyotes just can't sign their darn prospects nope they all want to leave and the sky is falling all right let, let, let's actually get in, into the topic because I, I i can only put the doom and gloom on for so long it doesn't have to hook you but not enough to to sustain a event sesh uh, unless we're talking about an arena but but what i want to talk about here a little bit is we, we have the opportunity to catch up a bit so this offseason alone ronald not was signed over from the european league uh Tucson Roadrunner all year. He's going back to the Euro League. Uh, but Mannix Landry, a draft pick, signed a two-year contract overseas. Uh, John Farinacci elected to not sign with the Coyotes. And now that is more common because Harvard, but it's still a prospect that wouldn't sign. Logan Cooley, who was leaning towards going pro, goes back to college. Uh, I think Sam Lipkin also decided to go back to Quinnipiac for another year. And I'm forgetting one more name, and I guarantee it's one of the most recent ones. Oh, uh, Lilleberg. Ends up, they did not maintain his rights, and he's signing with Tampa Bay. And it, it made me have to ask, is this something that is Coyote-specific? Or is it kind of like it happens, it is what it is, a little bit of both? You know what? Robin's the logical one. Let's go ahead and hear what she has to say. Look, th- this is something that we see ar- happen around the National Hockey League all the time. Uh, it, you know, it happens much rarer and uh, with – top prospects and that's when you sound the alarm did it happen to coyotes a couple times over <laughs> like wheeler yep exactly <laughs> um but that's that's you know it's other otherwise it's pretty darn rare for a very for like a first round prospect you know or like a lottery pick to to do that the other picks like you know like late second round or any later round picks this happens all the time um it's just that maybe a team just doesn't give them the offer. They just not, they just didn't get, didn't get to the development. They just don't have a spot, or just maybe just the, the player just isn't interested at the time. It just happens. Yeah, I mean, uh, ASU current ASU player Robert Mastro Simone was pretty covered that the Detroit Red Wings weren't going to offer him a contract, despite the fact he was coming off of a really good season at ASU, and essentially. You know, the doors open for him to go back to ASU. Coach Powers already talked about that in an interview with Craig Morgan. What's probably happening right now is you wait until free agency opens and see what kind of offers you like. Similar concept for John Farinacci. You're already that close to free agency. You might as well test the waters and go exactly where you want to be. Uh, for a guy like Willeberg, I hadn't really heard too much about him. The Coyotes chose to let his rights lapse. That was literally an organization choice. Now, he also could have said, yeah, I don't want to sign with you, which if someone says that, of course, you're going to let their, their rights go. Like, well, we can't get anything for you anyway. We'll just go ahead and make this easy. But it's also a lot of the times I 
you don't really fit our scheme anymore. You're not really coming along. You're a late round pick. It's going to just kind of let you go do what you want to do. Manix Landry bothered me a little bit. Farinacci, I'm still a little upset, but that's also logical with the, the Harvard thing. You're not going to get many kids leaving early. But with, with Manix Landry, he's a more of a bottom six, you know, center, bottom six forward that I, I think my, my friend Kyle said it pretty well where it's like he's kind of you can mold him into anything. Yet, as Craig Morgan rightfully pointed out, he didn't really do much to justify a contract. So hopefully going overseas helps him kind of adjust his game and he does eventually get an NHL contract somewhere else. But with most of this, it kind of, it kind of comes down to, well, both you know, Quinnipiac has the opportunity to back-to-back. Uh, so Sam Lipkin going back makes a lot of sense. Logan Cooley has the opportunity to compete for a national championship. Plus you have the arena stuff, which did play a factor. He can go just play hockey, focus on his fundamentals, focus on his game, probably the best decision for him moving forward. So it's like, those are two cases where it's like, yeah, that could be a little bit on the organization, a little bit, not the others. While it's a little like frustrating and concept that you're not signing more of your guys. If you don't see them as part of your future plan, you would be wasting not only the contract slot, but also whatever cap it's going towards them. I think especially, yeah. Cause yeah, you have a certain amount of contracts you can sign. You can have, you can have, in play on a given year i think it's 50 probably. yeah i think it's 50 and then the ahl can sign whatever the heck they want yeah but that that's those are ahl contracts which are very different than nhl contracts mm-hmm. um if you're signing a team for example if you are signing a contract at the tucson roadrunners specifically you are not going to go up to um the arizona coyotes you are there to play for the tucson roadrunners and also literally any nhl team can still sign you because you're, because like you're, you don't have an NHL contract, so you're still an NHL free agent. <laughs> yeah, which is interesting because like I was thinking about, um, the I was I was thinking the other day about how the just like other NHL or other prospect loans to an AHL teams and everything that, and it it made me think about what about the ones that don't have a team that kind of are just floating around but still get signed. So those that definitely happens, but. Um, but yeah, the 50 contract limit, like, yeah, it should make sense. And especially because a lot of these picks, a lot of these, you know, um, prospects were John Jacob era picks, right? So well, I think Mannix was the first year. Was Mannix the first year with Bill or was that that weird year where uh, Sullivan I, literally got himself fired? <laughs> I think that might have been that year because I think because – because Bill's only had 2021, two, and now three. So upcoming three drafts. Farinacci was a Chica pick. Mannix, I don't remember. So I'm just going to say he was the Sullivan pick. I'm pretty sure Lilleberg was a, was a, or a, a, an Armstrong pick in the first year, but I think it was like a seventh or, or sixth rounder. Uh, Mannix Landry was drafted. Let's see what year he was drafted. And 21. So, yeah, he was one of the first picks by Armstrong. Um, but that's why I said most, because there's still other ones, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, most of them are Cheka picks. Um, so, it, it, you, when, you look, when you look at it that way, it's like, okay, right? Because the, the John Chaka style of play and the bill and like this or style of drafting and the way and the kind of team you wanted to put together is vastly different than 
the Armstrong version. So why sign a player that is that that, that was drafted based off of quote analytics um and and like let and just like different kinds of you know underlying skill rather than the bigger beefier guys that or whatever that armstrong wants and we could certainly explore that question a little bit after we pay the bills we gotta tell you about uh, a fantastic sponsor today and that is game time buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets, their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. I mean, look, I need to finally check out a, a Phoenix Rising game. So I'll have, to, I'll have to look around and see if maybe they're available on Game Time, but also if I want to check out even a Mercury game or any other local game, I'm probably going to have to go ahead and check out game time first because I, I like cheap tickets. But snag it. tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but again, create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I can also guarantee I will constantly be on the wrong line, but you won't know that. <laughs> so let's continue this episode of lockdown coyotes i do want to thank everyone though once again for listening to this show and for tuning in making this for your first listen uh we are free and available every week at your podcast including on youtube and now you can find us on sirius xm just look this download the Sir, the sxm app and just search up lockdown coyotes but let's finish let's keep talking more about you know these uh these prospects choosing not to sign and you know, other elements of, you know, why it's not time to sound the alarm because, hey, it's normal. Yeah, and also, uh, so for Farinacci, we already talked about the whole Harvard thing. Um, I'm just going to say this right now. If Bill Armstrong ever picks a guy that's committed to Harvard, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slap him. Not actually because he's a very tall and intimidating, kind of beautiful man. But just side note, uh, don't ever draft from Harvard. Just funny because – I remember a few, a few years back, the the Coyotes, or maybe, was it a Coyote? Yeah, it was, it was technically Coyotes. It was Coyotes Roadrunners. He was playing for the Roadrunners, but there was a Harvard goaltender. And I got a chance to interview a couple of times. Very, you know, very nice guy, Merrick Madsen. Um, I think I, 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 the reason why I remember him very much so is because he had a really good um, uh, Twitter at. It was the Miracle on Ice. That's good. That, that's better than the AZ sports guy, the as guy. But, but so don't um, ever draft from Harvard. But, yeah, yeah, but the Fibonacci one, yeah, it was kind of it kind of hurt because you know you saw how good he was in the World Junior Championship a few years ago, and it's funny because I think about that. You know, I kind of had to think about when that name got brought up and he said said he wasn't going to sign with the Coyotes. It made me think about the very first episode. The very first couple of episodes I did here on Host of Locked On Coyotes um, in January, like literally right after the new year in uh, 21, and Farinacci was going on a tear for Team USA. And I'm like, and I just was literally spending a couple episodes just talking about him. And I'm like, can't wait for this guy to sign with, with, the, uh, with the Coyotes. And well, here we are now talking about him not <laughs> doing that. But hey, you know what? Again, it happens. 
And also, I mean, look, cross your fingers. If no one else gives them an attractive offer, that's still a really solid middle six, bottom six guy to throw on. Because I, I feel a little um, not betrayed is not the correct word. I do not have any negative feelings towards him. I hope he make he makes it to the NHL. But like, I'm following along with Harvard's uh, Twitter. I'm cheering for Harvard when he's playing. And as an ASU fan, that feels weird to do. Uh, now that I'm into college hockey a little bit, so it's like. I, I feel a little perturbed by that, but you also got to make the best decision for you. With guys like Mannix, even though, again, I like him, if you're not going to, or even, you know, Lilleberg, if you're not showing the organization enough, like it makes a lot of sense where, okay, cut your losses and focus on other players because you can make bad picks. You can make picks that are like, hey, we see this upside, but they didn't achieve that. They didn't continue going down that path. So for like Lilleberg, it, that was more of a oh, I didn't even realize it didn't qualify him until I saw that let, announcement. Let us also remember that the 2021 draft was the most foggy anyone has ever had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Like because of the COVID shortened season, there was not enough scouting data. So like some t- some like some scouts might have said, "Ooh, this player's got great potential," based off of what 15 games played. Um, and all of a sudden it becomes a bust because you realize, oh, can't play out a full like 76 game season or whatever it is in college or um, or juniors or major juniors or whatever it is. Yeah, so it's that was a weird year and we're, we're going to see some very weird things continue to come out of that draft class. So it does kind of make sense and that. If there were going to be some players like that, it'd be probably from that year. So uh, the only reason I wanted to bring this up today is because the Logan Cooley thing, which we already talked about, TLDR, go just focus on the hockey. He'll be here. He'll be fine. He will eventually play for this team. That's not a concern. It's just the distraction. Lipkin bummed me out, uh, but also understandable. Farinacci annoyed me, but also understandable. Everything else is like, okay, well, they didn't really show the organization enough. But because there was just enough players that didn't sign, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about. Because why not explore this? Because fear-mongering for clicks is great. That's what we do here. That's your locked-on guarantees. We will get your attention and also try to make a decent discussion out of it. Because it's very standard practice. But it just it felt a little different, and I can also understand why you're going to have people that might be sounding the alarms, even if it's a little silently, because, oh, Cooley wouldn't sign. And then you get a couple extra guys. Oh, well, he could have been this. Tampa Bay saw value in Lilleberg. It's like, yeah, and Lilleberg could be a good player. Could just be a, a, a guy for the AHL. Could be a guy that never develops at a higher level. We don't know. Quite and again, these are later round picks. It's very rare that these later round picks end up becoming like, you know, superstars. And again, you know, there are very, like I said, I say rare. I'm not saying it never happens because you have those, you know, diamond in the rough seventh round picks that all of a sudden become. Your pebble um, that soups. Be- <laughs> I was gonna say also, also yeah, does Pavel Dotsky, Um, I think there's a couple even in the current era. Um, that even just Coyotes, you have Michelli in the fourth, Garland in the fifth. Like, you can get good players. Or uh, was it was it Kucherov that was like a second or third round pick? Like, there you have to hit at I all the rounds. My, one one <laughs> one of my favorite players is you know throughout you know my 
later childhood. Joe Pavelski, he was a seventh round pick. That's that's a good one. Oh, he's a seventh round pick, and look one. how look where he's at. Like, so it happens, yes. But what I'm what the point I'm getting at is that you know the chance of those players that were t- the players that we were talking about on these prospects becoming the next Dotsuk or the next Pavelski, the next Michelli or Garland or whatever, it's extremely low. Mm-hmm. It is it, like the the fact that we can name them. It's kind of like with with shark uh, bites. I don't know if you ever if you ever knew this or interested in in, in sharks and, and stuff like that. The reason why shark bites and shark you know killings make the news is because they are so infrequent. They are newsworthy. Same thing with this concept. Like yes, good teams, great teams hit in the later rounds, hit pretty consistently, but you're not going to get a a Pavelski in the or Datsuk in the seventh sixth round every single year or even every three or four years they are diamonds in the rough yeah and it's just it, and it's just somehow something happens you know you know you have that let's say that seventh round pick goes and plays college for all four years and just comes comes out a champion plays for a championship team under a great coach who can, can kind of help them develop to get to the point when they be, they're able to become that superstar. So it's not it's not necessarily that they just they're diamond and rough. It's just at the time there wasn't enough data, and all of a sudden they got better coaching and kind of develop under, you know, under uh, you know less of a microscope than everybody else. Which again, that happens. But I'm I'm kind of deviating from my point again. But again, I'll just continue to have that point. But um, I feel like we just I don't want to keep dragging this one on. But uh, I want to say maybe anything. You else you want to say about this before we move on to our next topic in a little bit? Hopefully, if anyone that's watching this that actually had that fear that this is going to be some big overarching thing, if you see it continue, let's say that the arena does get built, you know, in three years or whatever, if you see it continue and it starts to be more like third, second round picks, then we can have the conversation. If Cooley says, I will not play here. Then we could have that conversation. If Geeky's like, I want nothing to do with it, then we could talk. But while it might feel a little different, while we're all on edge, I get it. Standard operating procedure, and these things happen. Yeah, one one thing I will say as a uh, yeah, the thing we could potentially look forward to is, I mean, at at this time there is no official signing, but you know, an offer is out there. Jeremy Langlois could very well become the next signee pretty soon. And Y'all he's just that. He and he just came cool. off winning a Memorial Cup, and so, I, I I'm cheering for a guy playing for Quebec. That that boils my blood. But man, Langlois is a pick that I thought nothing of. I didn't have an opinion. I didn't I didn't have enough information. And I'm like, this kid's good. I I'm, I'm going to keep a very close eye on him for for rookie camp and development camp. I I really I want to see how he looks. I will say this: you know how cool it is to think that. You know, even the Memorial, Memorial Cup's now gone. You know, come and gone, but that that Memorial Cup was, you know, Jeremy Langlois' team and Dylan Gunther's team. Like, no matter what, a Coyote was going to be champion. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because, like, again, and Donor said it very well. We we do have to get in, into bird dogs in a second, but Donor said it very well. Build from within, talking about Tucson, but these kids competing at high levels at juniors 
is going to help them learn to be winners at the NHL level. 100%. Well, we're going to wrap things up with this show. Matthew's mad about something. I'm going to let him get it off his chest in a little bit. But first, we're going to take a quick word from our sponsors on the show. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Are you tired of sacrificing comfort for style when it comes to your activewear? Introducing Bird Dogs, the game-changing athletic shorts. Picture this premium shorts designed for maximum performance combined with unparalleled comfort. Bird Dogs are here to revolutionize your workout routine. With a uniquely built-in liner, these shorts offer the ultimate support and flexibility, ensuring you stay comfortable even the most intense workouts. These shorts are versatile enough to also take you from the gym to the street without skipping a beat. And they're made with premium breathable fabric that keep you cool and dry throughout your activities. Perfect for the trails, the gym, or simply just lounging around. Bird dogs are shorts you've been searching for. So order your pair of bird dogs and join these thousands of satisfied customers who made the switch. Visit birddogs.com slash NHL and enter the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL to get a free custom bird dog style Yeti tumbler with every order. Bird dog style means comfort and performance means perfection. Get yours now and unleash your true potential. All right, Matt, I know you're mad about something. You need to get something off your chest. Yep. Let's close off this episode by letting you uh, letting you vent. Let, let, let me get on my soapbox here. So one thing that I thought was really dumb was when I think it was the ASU women's team like three years ago was like they showed up to a game. I think they were cheering for the wild. Like it was just they all showed up like rooting for the opposing team. And I'm like, that's kind of dumb. You guys play for ASU. But imagine – Imagine the tone deafness. And yes, I, I am going to be petty here. I'm going to be very petty. All right. As someone who's been to more Mercury games than anyone watching this combined, all of you, everyone watching this episode right now combined, you have not been to more Mercury games than I have. All right. So I've been cutting him a fair player on the team. They put out a tweet tonight, Diana Tarazi. I hate when she keeps doing this because it, it led directly to them losing the finals uh, a couple of years ago because she just kept this stupid quarterback full court pass. Hate it. But. Pulls it off, it's a good play, and they tweet out the highlight with, oh, you know, Diana Tarazi looking like QB1. And they at Patrick Mahomes, all right, the dude that is trying to steal my hockey team. They didn't at MV Powell, Drew Powell, back-to-back MVP for your your indoor football league team, the Arizona Rattlers. He didn't, they didn't at him. They didn't at K1, who is the quarterback for the Cardinals. They literally added the dude that publicly wants to steal my team. Like, I, I, I'm i not going to lie here. I hope you guys don't win another game the rest of the season. What the hell are you doing? I don't care where the All-Star game is. I don't care what the context is. You don't at the dude that wants to take my team instead of one of our quarterbacks. At K1, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, no, it's it, it's interesting when you think of what um, you know social media admins do, and they make and what goes with the process that go in, in a decision making like that. Look, look, if and fine, like you said, you know, depends on you know where the All Star game is and all stuff like that. Sure, but I, if you are, you know, I, I'm I'm a firm believer of this that if you are a a admin of a local team kind of support the other local teams you can see the d-backs crossover with asu right here i have a jake lamb bobblehead wearing a coyotes jersey there is a fitz bobblehead with a coyotes jersey 
collab with your own damn teams. What's the uh, what's the hashtag that was going around? I think for a little bit, hashtag all lazy. Yeah, I oh that was like 2018, 2020, wasn't it? It was like right in that. Like, oh, all AZ. It's like, yeah, all AZ. Uh, until we're talking about court. Like, I hate the Cardinals. I'm a Cardinals fan because I'm a local boy. I cheer for all of our teams, Mercury included, even though I'm mad at you right now. All right. But like you support your local teams through it all. Do not care about the context. I would rather you at the 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 starting quarterback for U of A over adding the dude that wants to take my hockey team. And I, Robin knows I despise U of A. All right. I despise them. And the only reason I don't make fun of bear down anymore, because now I feel like a jerk. Cause I know the origin. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, I, I told, I told, I told a friend about that and they're like, they were actually like, like, I like, no, I don't feel bad, but I mean, I forgot what exactly what they like. They they feel bad, but they're still gonna make fun of it or something like that. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, fair. You're an, you're you're an ASU student, so I kind of expect that from you. No pity for but, the kitty, though. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, support your local teams. It just makes sense. I I'm annoyed. I I don't care the context. I don't look. If Patrick Mahomes never opened his mouth to be like, oh, we, we'll take the Kansas City Coyotes sounds good. If he never said that, this isn't a conversation. But it's personal now, all right? It is personal. Delete. Delete. I demand an apology or we're going to cancel you. We're going to. We're gonna make sure you never tweet again. Like even if it was a even if it was like a QB one from another from another team, like there are two of them in the NFL. Yeah. I, would, I, would, would would it still have been upsetting? Yes, but would it have been less upsetting because you because you didn't add it at the because you wouldn't have added the quarterback of you know who has who literally said Kansas City Coyotes, like. I, I can throw jabs. I can be petty because uh, obviously, like like the Mercury are one of the more like successful teams in the valley. But like, even the Coyotes at their worst, they were averaging eleven thousand fans the last year in Glendale, get more pull than the Mercury here, like attendance wise. Like, the hell are you guys doing? That's my shot. Uh, that, that's my little shot. I'll, I'll repent by buying a Sophie Cunningham jersey eventually, but that's my that's my shot. Awesome. Um, any final thoughts you want to do either on that or anything else that we talked about today before we close things off? Delete the damn tweet at anybody else at Jared Goff for all I care. We ain't we ain't talking about Patrick Mahomes in this household anymore. Gosh darn it. Uh, you're up. You're preaching. You're preaching right there. <laughs> oh my but... soapbox. <laughs> That's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked on Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We are available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube and the SiriusXM radio app. You can with us on social media or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Matt Jacobson is at the Easy Sports Guy. And Rabbit does ask the question to 
might have, we might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.